This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah. Our God is good. Believe me, it's a great joy. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Mom. The first day I met them, I knew I would work for him as a bodyguard. Because my eyes could see the man was handsome, like Jim Bones, but no bodyguard. I, I was hurt. I said, something wrong will happen. And then one day he was preaching very well. Somebody came and lift him up, and then he went crazy. Then I took over, and I began to look after my daddy. I saw a lot that you only see the platform. I saw the background. I saw a lot. The Spirit of God entered me. The first day I listened to his message, I gave my life to Jesus. Everything changed. From that day, <laughs> hallelujah. Daddy, to see your face is like seeing the face of Jesus Christ. Mommy, whenever I see you, I say, Mother Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Dr. Bev, I have to take something from Apostle Terry. He said, take. I want that anointing upon your life, and my life changed. Up until now, I still have the token with me. Hallelujah. Thank you. You may sit down. Praise the Lord. Say it again. Our God is good. All the time. Advance, don't retreat. Lion is mighty among beasts. There is something... With the lion, we have the elephant that is huge, very big. We have tiger that is taller than all the animals. But whenever lions see them, they say, this is my pepper soup. This is my meat. I will eat them. Praise the Lord. Now, we born again, there is a history that is telling us that Jesus Christ is the land of the tribe of Judah. Any challenge that you've been going through, they will become your pepper soup in the name of Jesus Christ. It is time for the church to advance. It is time for the Lord to show you favor. The appointed time has come. It is time to move. You have stayed long enough at the mountain of Oreb. He began to say from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6, The Lord our God spoke to us in Oreb, saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Let somebody say, Whatever God said to Moses, he's saying to me. Tell your neighbor, you have stayed long enough in one spot. Now you must move. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are not moving on your left. You are not moving on your right. You are advancing in Jesus' name. Yeah. If you are the one that will be advancing, say amen, Lord and clear. Yeah. Leave this place and go into the land that belongs to the Amorites. A wise person will ask this question, who are the Amorites? Just whisper to somebody, tell him or her, they are idol worshippers. 
what is in the land of the Amorites? For you to get the correct answer, you need to go with me from the book of Exodus chapter 3, verse 7, verse 8, New King James. And the Lord said, I've surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrow. I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptian and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Ivites, and Jebusites. The land of the Amorites is full of gold, silver, large land, land of milk and honey. This is the land of the giant. To every promised land, they are giants. The land is fertile. Everything is good, but yet we have to face the giant in the land. Tell your neighbor, you are one of the land of the tribe of Judah. I cannot hear you. Tell him again. A lion is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. Hallelujah. So, I will give you a very simple advice. Don't go to war against the Amorite without wise advice. You need an advice. You need a strategy to confront the Amorite. Yes, the land is good. Everything is beautiful. There are giants there that you need to face. This is what the wise men say from the book of Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18. Plain are established by seeking advice. So if you wage war, obtain guidance. I heard him say, this is one of the wise men that say from the book of Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Many are the plain in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You have a lot of plain in your heart. This is my secret. I will not run to somebody that is studying something newly. I will go to the one that has been there for so long, like my daddy. I will get his books. He invested a lot of hours, a lot of time. I read it once. I take a revelation from there. I use it. So I don't need to struggle. My strategy is starting from there. How to recognize the voice of God, that book. Go ahead, get it. Because this is where your success will begin. There are many voices that speak. The voice of man, the voice of the devil, and the voice of God. There are three voices. Even as I'm speaking to you now, you are hearing three voices. But the best one that is louder is the voice of the Holy Spirit. For you to advance and don't retreat, you need to understand your identity. If you belong to the tribe of the land of Judah, when uh, uh, Bishop Liberty was speaking, 
I was afraid when he said DNA. I said, he will preach my message now. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will get there later. Praise the Lord. So, for you to be successful and defeat the Amorites, you need to receive instruction from the commander of the army of the Lord. Whether you like it or not, there is always something to do. Receive that instruction from the commander of the army of the Lord, then you will advance stress-free. Hallelujah. One of the counsel you need to know, or to receive, how did Joshua defeat the Amorites? Because this will not be the first time for you to confront the Amorites. Somebody has been there. He fought the battle. He bought a T-shirt with it. And then you need to understand something. How did Joshua defeat the Amorites? When you read your Bible very well from the book of uh, Joshua chapter 5, somewhere it says, the Lord said to Joshua, circumcise the Israelites. Now, I was a bit concerned about circumcision because it's painful. But I discovered that uh, it's only for a few periods of time. Circumcision is painful, but later it's beautiful. For you to circumcise your heart, go into the book of Ezekiel chapter 36, verse Ezekiel 36, verse 29. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, a feeling heart, a sensible heart. Now, through circumcision, according to the book of Revel uh, Romans chapter 2, verse 29, Romans chapter 2, verse 29, New Living Translation. My Bible says, I will cut it short, through circumcision is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. A person with a change of heart seeks praise from God, not from people. A person with a change of heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Then I discovered that God began to praise people. How can God, the Almighty, begin to praise people that he created in his own image? That should be an abomination, but not with God. He can't do anything with anybody. I saw God praising Abraham. As poor as he was. The Bible says from the book of Isaiah 51 verse 2. Isaiah 51, verse 2. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who gave you birth. When I call him, he was only one man. I bless him and made him many. This means no matter how poverty in your life, you will advance into the realm of prosperity. God praised Job. Job in the land of Uz, Job in the land of Az, was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Then when you get into the book of 
Job chapter 2, verse 3, then the Lord said to Satan, if you consider my servant Job, there is no one on earth like him. What is he doing? He's praising Job. Verse 4, what is he saying? He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shun evil. He still maintains his integrity, though you entice me against him to ruin him without any reason. I've discovered that God did not just stop praising people that were circumcised. He began to do the same things again with David. In the book of Acts chapter 13, verse 22, after removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. You will be the next that God will praise in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I see God praising Jesus himself. In the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 7, the voice of God came from heaven. He said to, to Peter, James, and John, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Praise the living God. How did Joshua defeat the Amalekites? The Amorites, sorry. First, the Israelites went through circumcision. The second thing is hearing what God is saying. The covenant the Gibeonites made with Joshua changed things. Because they made a covenant with Joshua, the Amorites came out of jealousy to make war against uh, the Gibeonites. Five kings joined together. Against the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites were good fighters. They knew how to fight. They knew how to handle the matter. But they were searching somebody that knew better than them. Somebody that had a covenant with God. They did not have a covenant with God. It was Joshua that had a covenant with God. So they joined Joshua. And then when Joshua came, God said to Joshua, you don't need to be afraid of the five kings. Think about five stubborn problems in your life. Joblessness, cancer, all manner of depression from the devil, demonic dreams. Just you one person going from one challenge to another. I have good news for you. They told us from Pastor Warren, do not be afraid. Tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. Fear drives out faith. Take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrow of the enemy. When you have faith, you will defeat any size of the enemy. Remember the lion is not bigger than the elephant. It's not taller than the giraffe. But when you look at them, you say, this is my pepper soup. From today... Today mark the last day of your nightmare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let somebody say amen. amen. The king of glory, the Lord of us, is strong and mighty. He's mighty in battle. My Bible says from the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 9, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, 
they do not belong to Christ. What do you mean by that? Go with me in the book of Hebrew, chapter 2, verse 11. If you can see it anywhere in the screen, read with me. Hebrew, chapter 2, verse 11. Go ahead. Both. The one who make people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So, Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. Come on, stand up on your feet. Say this with me. Beat your chest. Say, I'm a brother of Jesus. Sister, what did you just say? Uh-uh, let us talk well. Sister, what are you saying? Uh-huh. Because I heard a sister there saying, I'm a brother of Jesus. Please, you may sit down. Come on, sit down. Hallelujah. So, if Jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers or sisters, we are sharing the same DNA with Jesus. Whatever Jesus is carrying, I'm carrying them. Hallelujah. There is no racial discrimination on what Jesus did. The word of God is true. The word of God is telling us what to do, where to go, how to handle the situation. My Bible says from the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 5, the Bible called Jesus the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Say this to me, there is a lion in me. Let me ask you this question. Dog begat? Uh-huh. You are passing the test. Cat begat? Lion begat? Now beat your chest again. I'm one of the lion of the tribe of Judah. If you don't believe me, just check the way daddy walk. When he's walking here. Fearlessly. Majestically. And when he gets here, you know, the lion is about to roar. All the demons that torment your life, I command them to go in the name of Jesus. Lion is mighty among beasts. And does not turn away from any. Hallelujah. Now, for you to be a lion, you need to see the identity of the lion, the characteristic of the lion. My Bible says from the book of Genesis, chapter 49, verse 8, Judah, your brother will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemy. Your father's son will bow down to you. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. His eyes will be darker than one is stiff, whiter than snow. That whiter than milk. Hallelujah. Thank you. Now, there is something you need to understand. Judah is one of the lions in the tribe of Judah. Judah. We are the we are sharing the same DNA. We are also the land of the tribe of Judah. God is expecting you and me. Your hand must be on the neck of every kind of sickness and diseases. Your hand must be on the neck of any kind of poverty. There are people, when you study them in the Bible, you will discover that during their lifetime, their hand was against the Philistine. Who is that? Samuel. During Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistine. During Gideon's lifetime, there was peace in the land. 
There are people, when you study from them, you rejoice. Listen, my Bible says, Solomon, when Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering, the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. This is the king of the nation. Let me call him the president of the nation. If a president can pray, prayer that brings down the glory of God, what about you and me born again? In the name that is above every other name, anything that has been holding you in one spot for so long, I see them releasing you now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be released now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. My Bible says everyone in the tribe of Judah, their lions, their eyes must be darker than wine. I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm talking about the wine of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Paul said to us from the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. This is before you see uh, Ephesians chapter 6 because they will tell you, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness of this world, wicked spirits in the heavenly place, in the Lord. But before you to go there, Paul said, do not be drunk with one which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every lion must be filled with the Holy Spirit. What happens when you are filled with the Holy Spirit? What happens when you are filled with the Holy Spirit? There is work to do. My Bible says from the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit never came once. During this period of, uh, during this uh, conference, Every day the Holy Spirit is around. It's up to you to say, come. It's also, come. it's also up to you to say, come, but sit here. Don't enter me. It's also up to you to say, possess my eyes. See through my eyes. Possess my mouth. Speak through my lips. Possess my ears. Hear through my ears. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Said this to me, this house will be filled with fire from heaven. I will get my own portion in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm not leaving this conference empty-handed. If you believe that, say amen loud and clear. Now, why, why I'm saying all this is because when the day of Pentecost came, everybody was filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in tongues. You know what people say? They make fun of them. They say, they are drunk. They are what? They are drunk. But that is the characteristic of anyone in the tribe of Judah. Lion, if you have normal eyes, I'm not happy with you. Your eyes must be a bit red. Not with the one of alcohol, the one that we call name, no, palm wine. Nah, eh, eh, eh. We want your eyes to be red with prayer. Amen. When the Lord baptizes you with the Holy Spirit, you, be, you begin to look like a nine-month pregnant. I never saw anywhere a nine-month pregnant presenting his belly. He said, can't you see I'm pregnant? There is nothing like that. When you look at a nine-month pregnant, you know, this one, any time by now. You give way. Madam, pass. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not for you to sit down. Listen, Jesus Christ of Nazareth was full of the Holy Spirit right from the belly of his mother. But the Bible tells us from the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Let somebody say, God is with me. I'm going about doing good, healing those who are oppressed by the devil. Hallelujah. Without the Holy Spirit, your life becomes useless. Anytime any man of God minister in this altar, this is my prayer. Father, when he's speaking, let the Holy Spirit enter me. Hallelujah. Let the, listen to me. Listen to me carefully. I have five minutes to go. I will tell you quickly how I receive the Holy Spirit, how it enter me. There's a bodyguard of daddy. I say, ah, this man is handsome. He's powerful. If I say, lay hand on me, he may not do it. But this is what I will do. He will walk because I can't see, see Gordon here. After daddy was me, not Gordon. Gordon have to pass by. So if daddy put one of his foot there, I will go there. <laughs> if we put another one, I will go there and say, enter me by fire. Enter me by thunder. Enter me by fire. Hallelujah. Listen, you don't know the price. To, you want the Holy Spirit, there is a price you need to pay. Daddy will come on Saturday. I believe you have good mindset on uh, Elan's Fontaine. He will come in Elan's Fontaine, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock Saturday. The men will pray in town up to 6 o'clock of Sunday. 8 o'clock, he must be in the altar preaching the word of God. I say, ah, if this man can pray like this, and uh, we use charms, we use this and that, no, let me begin to pray. I begin to pray with uh, uh, one of the security guards, and the man just left. He said, you are praying too much. You are praying like white people. <laughs> Listen to me. One, one of the day, he left his office. I went and touched the door, because he will use his own hand to... He doesn't need to touch me. I will go and touch the door of his, of his office. I say, enter me by fire, enter me. Then fire, enter me. My life changed. Hallelujah. My life changed. When I say, ah, one of my friends, after one week of becoming a pastor, one of my friends came to me and said, my friend, Yesterday, you were nobody. You were my friend. Now you are a pastor. My daughter is dead. You must perform a ritual. You are the one that have killed my, my daughter. How can my daughter just die? I say, let's go in the church. I didn't know how to raise the dead, how to pray to raise the dead. But we kneel down and say, God, bring that girl back to life. While we were praying, kneeling down, the phone ring. The medical doctor called. He said, hey, come and take your child here. Where is your wife? Come and take your child. It's back to life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Within one week, within one week of becoming a pastor in this church. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is there for you to go about doing good. Healing all that are oppressed by the devil. I pray that the Lord will be with you.
He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Come on, please stand up on your feet. Just raise your hands. Say, Holy Spirit, enter me. Change my situation. Holy Ghost, enter me. Change my situation. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. God bless you. So powerful, isn't it? Wonderful man of God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.